What's going on? It's time for another episode of Too Hard for the Radio. Transmitting from the future free state of greater Idaho, I am the one-armed madman. And with me tonight, he's back. It's Nolan5150. What's up, brother? Hey. Uh, holiday season, man. Just uh, buying gifts. I don't think I've had to buy this many gifts ever. I don't buy gifts anymore. <laughs> actually, that's not true. I did buy a gift this year. I bought a gift for my little brother. I got him like a... It's actually pretty cool. It's a STEM tool made by MIT or like licensed by whatever. But it's like it's a um, it's a straight line four cylinder engine, all clear plastic parts. And you put it all together, you hook it up to a battery and then it cranks. Oh, nice. That's rad. Yeah. So my thought was, is it's essentially four dirt bike engines lined up. Yeah. And like, what better way to learn how to work on a dirt bike engine? Right. Like, oh, man, I would have been pumped for something like that when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Sick. My thought is, like, you, you put it together once with your dad, then you take it apart, you put it together again by yourself, and you take it apart, and you put it back together again without the directions until you can get it right. You're not going to hurt the fucking thing. You know, yeah. it's plastic. Yeah. So, what a what a cool way to work on a fucking, learn how to work on a dirt bike. Oh, yeah. What are you guys doing for Christmas? Anything good? Uh, got a... Got plans with uh, with the lady and and her family, kind of. That's uh, that's pretty much oh it. Oh boy, that's yeah, where that... the money comes in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, usually, yeah. usually, I'm, I'm you know very small circle. I have like a a radius uh, mileage. Like if you don't live within so many miles of me during Christmas, then you're not getting a gift. <laughs> yeah, I spent like five thousand dollars one year to go to Chicago. I didn't even want to go. Didn't have a f- good time at all. Still spent five grand. I was supposed to get reimbursed for the hotel. That never fucking happens. It 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 was wild too because you know my my ex's family very 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 well off. But yeah. Don't like to pay for things, and for <laughs> some reason they, the that's how they man, stay rich. And yeah, dude, the, exactly because like they put literally the poorest people in the family are responsible for paying all the shit. It was wild. It drove me nuts. Some of the biggest fights we ever got in. Well, not really, but we got in some big Christmas fights <laughs> over that shit. Um, anyways, I uh, I've got I've got some videos and shit this week. I did like the absolute minimum on production this week because I, to be honest, my money was on you not showing up. So I was like, uh, you know, until I think yeah. he's gonna be here, I'm not gonna waste my time doing fucking videos this week. Uh, we did have. Big news, though. Donald Trump taken off the ballot in, in Colorado, which, you know. I heard that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That- <laughs> I had some videos together. I had some videos together last night, but I really wanted to wait till this morning so we could get some, like, actual hard-hitting, you know, real analysis. Get, the, get to the real meat of it. So I went to my favorite. We're going to the well. Let's learn about Trump getting taken off the ballot. Here's Joe Scarborough. This is not about Republican versus Democrat. This is not about liberal versus conservative. This is about people who love democracy versus people who, I guess, just don't give a damn about American democracy. So this lie that on other networks that this is partisan and this is left wing and versus right wing, this is progressive versus, that's just a lie. Mike Barnacle, this is a fight. This is a fight in the next 11 months. Regardless of your views on certain issues or your political stands on certain issues, this is a fight for the heart and soul of American democracy and not where American democracy goes over the next four years, but whether American democracy survives. And I do wonder if everybody in the Biden White House and every Democrat on Capitol Hill understands this. Democrats. So this is not I fucking about- love Joe Scarborough. He's the best, dude. It, it's just wild. Hey, I know that we've been like partisan on Trump for this entire thing, but really, it's not partisan. This is just how democracy works, right? Like yeah. Why would you be able to vote for for this guy? That democracy. <laughs> it's 
It's great for people who love American democracy and then for just the guys who do whatever, you know, we'll just turn into China. Yeah. And and that that's th- great. The the whole basis of the the Colorado saying he's uh not eligible to be on the ballot, that's based off of the whole like insurrection bullshit, yeah. right? Yeah. That, and he that, hasn't well he hasn't he hasn't been um uh, convicted of anything, right? Yeah, it's wild. Like, federally, he hasn't been convicted of anything, but I guess these states can just willy-nilly do whatever the fuck they want. That that sounds um, like guilty until proven is innocent. Yeah, it, it, it really does. Like, I mean, even that bullshit fucking tribunal, whatever they called it, the J6 committee, yeah. Like they didn't even find that he the 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 lower court in Colorado said he he didn't or what what did they say? I guess they said that he did commit insurrection, but since he's the president, you know, who cares? <laughs> Which, you know, I'm I I'm a fan of a lot of things in the constitution, but this one really is fucking nuts the way they describe this. Um Let's go to Vivek Ramswamy because I think he gives a little bit better analysis on this than I could, and then we'll kind of go from there. They have just tried to bar President Trump from the Colorado ballot using an unconstitutional maneuver that is a bastardization of the 14th Amendment to our U.S. Constitution. This was a provision, Section 3, that was designed to bar Confederate members, people who switched to the Confederacy, from actually being able to serve that's very different than what's at issue here, to say the least. So, first off, this tells me that, like, A, there's way too many fucking bullshit things in the Constitution. Like, why do we still have provisions from the Civil War yeah. in the Constitution? It makes no fucking sense. Like, if we have another Civil War, which, you know, maybe, then, like, hey, maybe we can we can deal with something like that, but it's not like we've got a whole bunch of fucking Confederates running around trying to take over union union posts. It's, it's wild to me that like something like that still exists on the books and like people, people just haven't gone through it and go, Hey, wait, this doesn't really make any sense. Why don't we just get rid of that part? (laughs) Well, you, you, I mean, it's like a lot of state laws you, you've heard, all the time about the, oh, yeah. the super outdated, weird, old school laws that are, like you're saying, just ridiculous that they're still even on the books. And it's one of those things where it's on the books, but it never really gets enforced until, you know, something like this. And honestly, it kind of is starting to feel like, uh, you know, like there's uh, they're trying to like label, uh, you know, like the rights, the the right wing of this country as kind of a confederacy and, you know, with yeah. all the, all the you're, talk you're about Confederates, your Nazis, yeah. whatever. It's yeah. just person. I don't like that's like yeah. the pseudonym for Nazi at this point. It's just person, bad person. I don't like you're a Nazi. You're a Confederate. You're a racist. You're a, a sexist. You're a white supremacist. Like all of these things are just person. I don't like, yeah, like none of them actually hold any water because they fall apart on the face. You know, yep. you can call me a white supremacist all you want. I had an interracial wedding at my house, so that kind of disproves the entire fucking theory, <laughs> right? Yeah. my uh, That's my favorite thing. If somebody, like, starts to try to label me, like, racist or something, I'm like, okay, well, in order to continue this conversation, I'm going to need a detailed definition of uh, – your detailed definition of the word racist. What's your definition of that word that you're calling me? And then let's let after I understand what you have going on in your mind with that word, then we can I can argue. (laughs) Yeah, but you'll never get that because the left uses language as a weapon. And if you have a firm definition of something, you can't get squirrely. You know, like that's the, that's why the, you start getting things like only like white people can't have racism committed against them. It's like, wait a minute. What? That yeah. makes no fucking sense whatsoever. 
But (laughs) these weird leftists can, you know, weaponize language and get squirrely with definitions and say this or say that. We're going to, we've got a couple stories that we're going to get into later about the depravity of the media that are absolutely doing this. They're just using language as a weapon. And they're very fucking good at it. You know, Chomsky wrote a whole book about this, many books about this. This whole deal is language, you know? And yeah, it's, it's pretty fucking nuts. I, you know, there was, there, somebody wrote a book and I never read it. I I need to buy it because I like having books like this at my house in the library, just in case they're ever needed. But some, I don't remember her name. She wrote a book about like, the premise is that you commit multiple felonies a day just by existing in America. I think I, I think I've heard of that. Yeah, like you don't even have to do anything. Yeah, just and by existing. Literally, everybody in this country commits. I mean, just think about driving to work. How many crimes do you commit just driving to work every day? Well, let's see. I usually don't wear my seatbelt, so that's one. <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't use my blinker because I have one hand. I only use my blinker when I absolutely have to, you know? It's like, we can get we can get arrested for fucking anything. Man, I, I think I might have to quit smoking weed here pretty soon because I've been getting... The other night, I, I drove to, to Ontario, and I smoked weed before I went, which was stupid. And I was kind of tired. I hadn't been sleeping good the last few nights. And I, I just got all kinds of paranoid. If I get pulled over, I'm going to fucking jail. You know, I look stoned. I'm not, I don't know if I'm driving. So I got like halfway there and I turned around. Yeah. Yeah, I turned around and went home. And then like, (laughs) after I relaxed a little bit, I was like swerving all over the place. I was like, Oh, good. But you know, like, dude, it's stressful. It's fucking stressful, you know? And it's so fucked up. Like the fact that what I do, like I hardly ever leave my house. I leave my house to go run errands. I go to the pharmacy, you know, I, I, Take something to fucking UPS. Like, that's the extent of my fucking driving. That's the yeah. extent of my social life for the most part. Like, how am I hurting anybody in any way by sitting in my house and smoking pot twice a day? It's just so wild when you look at it in an abstract way. Like, how could you fucking possibly argue that I'm doing damage to society by sitting in my house? Yeah, it's, absolutely. It drives absolutely me not. nuts. I th- I honestly think uh, if you want to get down to you know uh, freedom and shit, I I think there should be like a test. You know, you get your just general driving driver's license, and then if you smoke weed, they're like, okay, now we need to calibrate what level of stoned you are capable of safely operating. A vehicle on the road under, and then... Oh, you know, see, I think that graduate. even goes too far. <laughs> I think that goes too far, to be honest. I think if you can pass a sobriety test, you're good. Oh, I know. Like, I, there I, should I not was, be I any, was, like... I was totally kidding, but... And then I was going to go oh, okay. to drinking. I'm like, well, then, you know, oh. everybody's everybody's blood alcohol yeah, level yeah. content should, yeah. should be... I don't think you know, they could different. have a scale for it. And then it's just... It'd be too abstract. Like, who's coming up with it? Where... What uh, yeah. was the person like? Do they have my tolerance? Do they have fucking you know my mom's yeah, yeah, tolerance? Yeah. Like, I'm just, how do we measure just, something? It just it makes no fucking sense, you know. And then um, you you get geez. up there and 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 you know do do your test, and they're like, "Sir, you are still getting perfect scores, and you've smoked <laughs> a quarter ounce." <laughs> yes, gold coin for you. All right, um, I guess we could finish with Vivek. It's only like a minute and a half. This is a hollowed out husk of what the country was built on. The basic principle that we the people select our leadership, not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls. That's old world Europe, not the United States. That's why I'm making a pledge today that I will withdraw, I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing, or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack on the way we conduct our constitutional republic. I refuse to be complicit in that. I think what they're doing is wrong. And I think it's up to Republicans to step up and stand up with a spine for our country's future. That's really what's at stake. 
whether we the people actually have a say in deciding who leads this country. Yes, it would be easier for other Republicans like me who are running in this race to say, hey, if Trump is sidelined, there's our opportunity. No doubt other candidates are probably privately celebrating with their corporate sponsors. That's not the right thing to do. I think the most useful thing that every GOP candidate can do right now is to join me in that pledge. I'll say that I will withdraw from that Colorado GOP primary ballot until Trump's name is restored. This belongs to the people, not to the unelected Democratic cabal of judges in Colorado or any other state. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley and Chris Christie do the same thing or else they're complicit in what this security state is trying to do to shut down Trump. I stand by that and I expect them to do the right thing. Such a smart move by Vivek. He's so yeah. fucking smart. He's playing chess. When I first heard this, I was like, man, I think this might be the ba a bad move. Like, what are you going to do? Just give up on the election because of principle? Like, yeah, that's like great to stand on principle. But like, yeah, I don't know, man. That seems like a risky fucking move. But guess what? Today, and, and none of the other people who he, I expect them to do, he knew they weren't going to do it. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's a, it's such a great move because he knows they're not going to do it. Like he said, they're fucking partying when they find that out. Today, Colorado announced that they're just going to do away with the primary and have a caucus instead. <laughs> so what happened? He got his message out. He fucking nailed it. And he didn't even have to fucking drop out and sacrifice. He ended up winning anyways. Yep. He's so fucking smart. I, I really I really like him because he's smart enough to know that like what he's saying is never going to happen. But also smart enough to know that this is a good play and that Trump's probably going to, you know, there somebody's going to figure this out. Maybe he even had inside information where they yeah. were like, oh, we're just going to get rid of this and, and yeah. do it. Yeah, he's do like instead. calling a bluff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So brilliant fucking move, man. I really look forward to seeing like what he does in the coming years. He's yeah. so young. He's so smart. He has so much money and he's so driven yeah. That like he could he's going to be a major figure for the next 50 years. I could see him being a major figure in American politics for the next 50 years. Yeah, I would Well, hope maybe so. not that long. Will, well, actually maybe that long because he's rich enough that he could have life ascension, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah. at yeah. 85, he's he's going to be, you know, a hell of a yeah. lot younger than we are. It's funny that like some of these old people that we're like watching on the Joe Scarborough may outlive us. You know, yeah. Joe Rogan is probably going to outlive us. That yeah. sucks. But, you know, that's what happens when you're a fucking billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's, I, I, yeah, I really, oh, I really, 17 minutes. I really like Vivek. Uh, and just always being uh, skeptical, you know, always looking at trying to look at both sides of the coin. Uh, you, you just got to wait and see what develops with him. Uh, he's saying a lot of very, you know, attractive things. He's saying like all the right shit. And then unfortunately it, it, you know, what happens in the, in the politics. So you can say whatever you want once you're in it, what's he actually going to do? Yeah. You know, what's impressed me maybe the most about him is how politically savvy he is for a complete novice. Yeah. You know, like he never like if you listen, excuse me, to some of his interviews, he, you know, paid attention to politics in college. But essentially, when he got out of college, he was going to make money. Yeah. He was going to, you know, make medicine and cure people and make a lot of fucking money. Essentially, <laughs> but man, he's just so politically savvy. Like that was such a savvy move. The fact that I looked at it and I go, oh, man, this could burn him. And then within 24 hours. It's it's just why he's who he is and why nobody listens to us. Yeah, did you hear the? Um, yeah, right. Like and subscribe, assholes. Maybe if I stop fucking insulting people <laughs> before asking them to describe or to subscribe, that would work a little bit. Yeah, whatever. Uh, did you? So did you hear earlier in the week? I guess it was maybe last week where they were all everybody the whole corporate press is up in arms over Trump. He said, they're poisoning the blood of our country. Oh my God, he's Hitler. Yeah. Oh, uh, that, so I've got a nice clip here. 
of uh, probably the smartest woman in politics. I mean, she's smart. Hillary she's Clinton? She's black. Oh, my bad. Oh, of course not. I mean, what are you talking about? Hillary is a novice compared to this. Hillary's white, obviously. Let's, uh, let's check in with Kamala Harris. Saying they're poisoning the blood of our country. When you got home after reading that, what would you say to your mother? Mm. He's talking about your blood. Wait, would this be when I lived in Canada? Because <laughs> I went to school in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I was raised, as you know, a child of parents who were active in the civil rights movement. And she doesn't sound stoned at all. I was raised knowing that there will be... Mm-hmm some people who will use their voice in a way that is meant to dehumanize. Um, I guess using your voice to dehumanize is bad, but what about when you use like prisoners for slave labor? Hmm. I don't know. No, that's okay. That's okay. You throw somebody in jail in California for smoking marijuana, then you have them commit slave labor. Then you go on the breakfast club and laugh about smoking marijuana while you're in college. That's not dehumanizing at all. Meant to suggest that the vast majority of us don't have anything in common when, in fact, the vast majority of us have more in common than what separates us. Who's us? Yeah. Uh, us? Are we talking about the American people? Or are uh, we talking about the global population? Because something tells me that she's talking about the global population because as Americans, we have very little in common with these fucking people anymore. They're destroying the country. They want to make you poor. Steal, you, you can't buy a house. Good luck finding a, a good job and buying a house. I mean, it, it, it's yeah. wild. It's, it's so dehumanizing. Oh, my God. He said something at a rally. It's just, uh, I'm shaking. Uh, oh, my God. I need to go into my closet and hide for a couple days. And I would interpreted i think then as i do now which is it is language that is meant to divide us um it is language that i think people have rightly found similar to the language of hitler what a coward what a coward (laughs) that people have found you know why she did that that people have found close to hitler it's because if she's at a debate or being questioned by somebody who's actually going to ask real questions and go, hey, why did you call Don? Why did you compare Donald Trump to Hitler? She goes, she go, oh, I didn't. I said some people <laughs> rightly yeah, compared yeah. him. I never, I never said anything like uh-huh. that. I mean, you know, taking it out of context. I'm, I was just pointing out that other people have said it. Yeah. Like, come on, grow a fucking backbone. You should just stand. I'd have some respect for her if she just goes, yeah, this guy's a fucking pig. It's disgusting. Yeah. It drives me nuts. I hate everything that comes out of his mouth, and I just want him to go away. I don't know if you heard Homer going "woohoo" in my uh-huh. ear right there, but that was nice timing. That's my that's my text. I get Homer goes oh, nice. "woohoo," so I had a nice Homer in the ear there. And the fun, and the one but. thing like it's typical, you know, political analysis and how they spin shit. He he wasn't talking about the blood of any people. He was talking about the blood of the country. Yeah. So it's to, it's a this is the same thing that George W. Bush used to say. There, you know, the soul of America is at stake. If we don't go kill a million people in Iraq, the soul of our country is just it's gone. It's poisoned. Yeah. You know, he didn't say the exact same thing, but it was essentially if we don't go kill these Muslims who, you know, are monsters less than human who want nothing more than to barbecue you and your children for dinner. Then your then your soul is tainted. Yeah, it's so stupid. And even like from the Donald Trump angle of it, it's such a boomer con thing to say. Like one thing that drives me nuts about this whole immigration thing is I think there's a large portion of the right wing of this country who thinks if we just cut off the borders and ship them all out, that everything would be great again. And we go back to 1950s America where everybody was wholesome and you could watch cool commercials on TV and, you know, all this bullshit that's fucking gone. It's gone. This whole American dream that if you just go to school and work hard and 
get a job that you can buy a house and have a family and retire. And that's gone. That's bullshit. That's a boomer con fantasy that is never coming back. Especially if you let these people take control. Unless there's a complete collapse. <laughs> yeah. And, then we and it's very, back from it's one. like super convenient for them to like the right wing to just, let's just put all of our problems onto these immigrants. You know, yeah. your jobs, immigrants. Like, I I have, I, I know immigrants. There are no white people trying to take their jobs. They don't want them. They are too fucking lazy to work them. Yeah. It's ridiculous to think that if we just kick these people out of the country, that everything is going to be sunshine and roses again. Everybody's going to be rich. You'll have a home. You know, it's the boomers taking up all the homes, not the fucking Mexicans. All right. And I think it's just critically important that we remind each other, including our children, that the true measure of the strength of a leader is based not on who they beat down, but who they lift up. And um, sadly, I think that there is something perverse that has happened in our country over the last many years, which is to suggest that strength looks like a bully when, in fact, the, the real character of a leader is someone who has empathy, who has some level of concern and care for the suffering of other people and then does something to alleviate that suffering. Of Donald Trump. Uh, there's, uh, you know, that cares about other people and that does something about it. Like, look at me. They're smoking weed in the streets. So I put them in jail and I made them make license plates and they learned a skill. Dude, <laughs> it's so wild that like, like this is the wolf. This is the fucking, the, the colonizer. This is the fucking monster who is, you know, destroying the wealth of America, who is destroying the inner cities of America. They're the, this woman is the reason why your child walks around in Detroit and has to duck every time they hear a noise because they think they're going to get shot. Like that's this fucking woman. It drives me nuts. I hate her. I hate her. She's so fucking stoned. She talks like a half a mile per hour. I just did the Trump thing with, you know, listen to her talk. It's weird. It's she's weird. You remember that interview? Ah, oh, man. It really is something. These people will destroy the fucking planet and make themselves out to be the hero. Oh, I'm just here to I'm just here to, to protect you from these Republicans who want to destroy your way of life that, you know, want to yeah. limit you aren't going to let you have an abortion. Oh, my God. Yeah. You might it, have it's, to wear a condom or, or have safe sex or be responsible. And that would just be, you know, terrible. Who wants to live <laughs> like that? <laughs> that? That It's just a typical like I, I just hate when people at all do that spinning taking taking a quote from somebody and spinning it and it just makes me sick how many people only see what is reported on the spin of what somebody actually said in, instead of it, it's so hard these days to find actual real just raw information like trump said this and then just actually discuss what he said actually not try to spin it to yeah. make people think a certain way. You know what? Actually, I wasn't going to play this video, but now that you bring that up, let's let's uh, let's go to Trump's response. Look at Joe Biden and the far left lunatics are desperate to stop us by any means necessary. They are willing to violate the U.S. constitutions at levels never seen before in order to win this election. Joe Biden is a threat to democracy. It's a threat. They're weaponizing law enforcement for high-level election interference because we're beating them so badly in the polls. Well, uh, not the strongest response out of Donald Trump. He had a press release also. The press release wasn't great. The thing that really surprised me about this is he wasn't on any fucking news channel last night. Not even Hannity had him on. Oh, geez. Like, you would think that this would be big enough to where, like, you know, maybe even CNN would bring him on, but you know, he's relegated. He's not allowed on those, but not even Hannity. 
had him on, and, and Hannity wasn't hosting last night. It was Kaylee McEnany, but she worked. He, she was his press secretary. Like you would think, she could have a direct line to him. Hey, come on, tell us what happened. Tell us what you're going to do about it. Give us the fucking four one one. But nothing. I was very surprised about that. Which is, I guess maybe I shouldn't be. They've done a really good. And what what is also surprising is that. Like he's been completely kicked off of of corporate media at this point. Like maybe he'll be on Hannity tonight or tomorrow. Who knows? But like he's still crushing it in the polls with <laughs> yeah. no news coverage. Like yeah. they're covering what he says and what he does, and like they they played this speech on on the channels. But like he's doing it on his own, and that's kind of like what's so impressive about Vivek is he's not getting much mainstream. Like, CNN had him on a couple times, and he made one of them look stupid, and now he hasn't been back on since, and I don't think he will be back on. And Fox doesn't have him on that much either. But he's popping up on all the podcasts. Like, he's been on Dave Smith's show, like, three times now, which is, I think, is really cool. And I I even heard Dave say that... And and I've heard Dave say that um, it's not Dave reaching out to him to have him come back on. It's Vivek reaching out to Dave. Hey, have me, can I come back on? Can I yeah. come back on? Which is really smart. Like you're finding an area of people that have a significant overlap with you and you're hammering them as hard as you can. And like him and Dave have had some, you know, headbutting over things, but it doesn't matter because even like people like me who are watching the show, we see what he's doing. We know that he's, I, I have no doubt in my mind that he's sincere. I do not think that he's some sort of neocon plant or some sort of CIA project to, you know, mix things up. I think this guy's for real. And I really appreciate him having like real in-depth conversations with people who know their shit. You know, they're not just like doing these puff interviews like Donald Trump did with Dave Portnoy last year. That was a fun interview or a couple years ago. That was a fun interview. But again, you're not like challenging him on anything you're not really getting much it's just an entertainment interview where like when Vivek goes on with Dave that is one hour of in-depth conversation where they are really getting into it and you can tell that Vivek is smart like the guy is well read like I I'm not well I don't read any of these books I listen to people who read the books because the books (laughs) bore me but like Vivek has read the books you know I just had an interview today with a guy who teaches Austrian economics um, to kids, eight-year-olds. And I read a book on Austrian economics this week, but I, I just, even fucking like eight hours of listening to it, it's just like, oh my God, is it really only been an hour and a half? <laughs> <laughs> Drives me nuts. And the frustrating thing is like, I get it. Like I get all of it, but I I don't get it enough to be able to like regurgitate it. But every time like they bring something in a book up, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I know this from restaurants or from selling weed or something like that. I actually told the guy today and it, he left pretty quick after the interview was <laughs> over and this may be why, but I told him I was a drug dealer and the way I learned about opportunity cost and about like sales was through drugs through selling weed, you know? <laughs> I like the good stuff. Everybody likes the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. You make the money on the dirt weed. <laughs> oh, fuck. But, yeah, uh, one thing I want to say about the uh, yeah, yeah. Vivek, Vivek going on uh, podcast, like I was saying, it, it's like that's, in my opinion, the future. That's a direct yeah. source of people just getting to hear the words come out of his mouth. They're not getting filtered through um, whatever bias production uh, groups yeah. and then spun out of some. Hi, I'm some Sean broadcast. Hannity. I listened to Vivek today, and let me tell you what he said. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get you. It's it's cool. It's cool to see things changing, you know. Hopefully, we can make a splash at some point. You know, maybe we'll at some point it's got to happen, you know, maybe, I don't know. At some point it's, it's got to happen or maybe it just doesn't. <laughs> All right. I've got this story. This is kind of a fucked up, disgusting story, but it really does a good job of showing the depravity of the media. I should have sent you the story so you could have read through it last night, but, uh, here we go. She miscarried in her bathroom. Now she's charged with abuse of a corpse. Oh, man, those evil Republicans, they're the conservatives, man. These people are evil. They're going to change us into the handmaiden's tale. 
Soon, just you wait. They're coming for your baby. I guess not because it's not a baby. It's a fetus. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Brittany Watts was still hooked to an IV, sick for almost a week from a potentially fatal miscarriage when a detective from Warren Police Department in Ohio stepped into her hospital room. She assured, He assured her that she wasn't in any trouble. For more than an hour, Detective Nick Carney interviewed Watts, 33, about the details of the morning uh, and the whereabouts of the nearly 22-week-old fetus that was uh, declared non-viable two days earlier. So that's fetus one. Fetus count. Uh... Joseph Warren Hospital rubbed her shoulders. Uh, wait, a nurse at Mercy Health St. Joseph's Hospital rubbed her shoulders and told her everything would be okay. Watts told the Washington Post in a series of texts. Two weeks later, Carney arrested Watts for charges of felony abuse of a corpse for how she handled the remains of her pregnancy. Remains. There's another one. So that's two. If indicted and found guilty, she faces up to a year in prison along with a fine of up to $2,500, her lawyer said. To describe Watts' experience, the Washington Post reviewed police reports, uh, called recordings, and more than 600 pages of medical records interviewed by her lawyer and spoke to Watts via text message. Uh, So we're going to skip a little bit. We've got like three paragraphs now of like filler background stuff, Roe versus Wade, they're coming for your reproductive rights, they're monsters, blah, blah, blah. So, now we go. Watts later learned through her lawyer that the nurse who had reassured her had reported her to the police. So that's pretty fucking... I don't really like that. I, I, I think I would be asked to be removed as soon as I turned her into the police, but, you know, that's just me. Neither healthcare workers nor law enforcement officials dispute that Watts' pregnancy loss was natural, and the coroner's report determined that the fetus was uninjured. Fetus. <laughs> but a Tumble County grand jury is now investigating her case. Watts said that along with mourning her loss, she is also dealing with her, quote, life being turned upside down the day law enforcement was asked to intervene. Quote, I am grieving for the loss of my Baby, she told the Post this week. I feel anger, frustration, and at times shameful. So now it's a baby. So I've always I, I've said, and and this is a this is a quantum physics joke. You may or may not get this. Babies in blue states are in superposition. They are simultaneously a baby and a fetus, depending on which the mother decides it is. So it's uh. In a story like this, they use fetus over and over and over again. Yeah. Well, and you'll corpse, see why. Right? You'll see why. Let's they- let's keep let's keep going here because you're going to see here in a second. Watts, a medical receptionist at a different hospital, she works at a hospital, <laughs> had woken in pain on the morning of September 22nd at her home in Warren, Ohio, about an hour east of Cleveland. She tried walking around indoors, but didn't lessen the pressure she felt in her abdomen. Watts was in her bathroom when she delivered a roughly 15-ounce fetus over the toilet. At the same time, she said, quote, uh, didn't know that at 5.48 a.m. her life would change. The delivery left a mess of blood, stool, and tissue and other bodily fluids clogging the toilet. Not a baby. Just a mass of blood and tissue. I didn't see the cat. Nice (laughs) pussy. Uh, Watts scooped out what she believed was stopping the toilet and placed it outdoors near the garage, cleaned the bathroom, and showered, records show. To maintain appearances to her mother, whom she had not told about the pregnancy, Watts drove to a hair appointment. The hairdresser noticed that Watts' pale face and immediately called her mother to take her to the hospital. It was Watts' fourth pregnancy-related trip to the hospital that week. Works in a hospital. Been to the hospital multiple times. Lied to her mother about being pregnant. Had a miscarriage. And, quote, I had a mother who had a delivery at home and came in without the baby, she says. The baby is 
in her backyard in a bucket, the nurse said, according to a call by the Post. (laughs) She scooped it out of the toilet, put it in a bucket, and threw it outside. Now do you see why they had to call it a fetus over and over and over again? Because if somebody did that to a baby, they'd be a pretty disgusting and horrible person, wouldn't they? Yeah. But it's that's so now reality, this man. fucking woman, and now this woman is being turned into a civil rights hero. She is a disgusting piece of human garbage. Now I'm not sure that she deserves to go to jail. I, I could, I could see that going either way. Like this is disgusting, and if you allow people to treat babies, fetuses, whatever, something with life in that way, with that much disrespect, what hope do you have for them being? like a productive member of society. She's, she was so broken up over the loss of her baby. She called it a fucking baby that she scooped it out and put it into a bucket and tossed it outside and then went and got her hair did. And then the real disgusting part though, is the media, the media, like let's go back to the, let's go back to, she miscarried in her bathroom. Now she's being charged with abuse of a course. Oh, just these evil Republicans. Yeah. So the evil people are the ones that have a problem with you scooping a baby out of a toilet and putting it into a bucket outside by your barn. Those are the evil people. It's just, I, I should be, I should be mortified by the media. I should be blown away that they would do something like this, but I'm not because this is what they do. This is their job. They use anything they possibly can as a way for political leverage. You remember when uh, Kyle Rittenhouse shot that pedophile and they yeah. brought him on CNN to tell his story. Oh, you poor thing. You're just, you know, you're a beautiful soul. I can't believe that this happened to you. It's just horrible. We got to send this evil piece of shit to jail. The guy was a fucking pedophile. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Does she go to jail or not? Should she go to jail or not? Well, I, it they you said that it the the it was like determined that it was infertile or something right two days yeah prior. it was it was a so, natural the the baby yeah. died you know and at that point it's like you know I don't think like uh, you know I wouldn't think if the stuff like that can just like come up you know it's not like you can plan having having the uh, miscarriage and I mean, I can see being under, you know, a lot of stress and trauma from that shit just happening. What, I mean, what, what would be the correct thing to do would be my question. Let me ask you this. If your cat, if you accidentally ran over your cat tomorrow morning on your way to work, would you scoop him off the ground and put him in a bucket and leave him outside the barn? Or would you call in sick and give him a nice burial and, and send him away the right way? Yeah, I would. But, but you know, I it, you, the human mind and human emotions under traumatic situations, people do weird shit sometimes, you know, is, is all I'm trying to say. Mm. I would definitely, you know do like a, a proper <laughs> burial, I guess. Uh, but, yeah. but you know, <laughs> that's a nice show title. People do weird shit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, uh, talking about people doing weird shit sometimes. Oh, come on. Yes. Yes. We got it. I'll put this video up while we're talking about it right now. Senate staffer alleged by conservative outlets to have had sex in a hearing room is no longer employed. (laughs) Did you hear about this one? Yeah, I think I did. This fucking guy got violently butt-fucked on camera inside of the Senate, and they say, Senate staffer alleged by conservatives. It's a video. It's on fucking Twitter. Like, who had to allege, but like, what conservative had to allege that this happened? It's on video. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and meanwhile, he's like, "That's not my asshole." <laughs> no, no, that's not my face. I didn't upload this to Grinder. <laughs> it's wild, you know. And and meanwhile, like, 
January 6th is still the worst thing to happen since the day the dinosaurs were wiped out, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't defile our, I mean, defiling our, our public spaces. These are, these are sacred. Remember, that's what they said about these are our sacred buildings. These are sacred. Yeah. The, the, uh, what's the guy's name? The, uh, the QAnon shaman? That guy's the real criminal. But don't you see? That's what she was there for. That was the plan to give you a boner. <laughs> you got one, you got one buddy. You're human. You're human. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyways. That's all the fucking news I've got for tonight. I've got one more video, but here's a topic since we got a couple more minutes to kill. I've been reading this. I, I just finished reading this book and uh, it's fucking wild. So it, it's called like backyard spaceship. So this guy, like his grandfather dies and he inherits the house and like there's some fucking robot inside the house and the robot takes him out to the barn and there's a spaceship, and he goes, oh, cool, let's go fucking fly around in the spaceship, and turns around, hey, sorry, dude, the spaceship doesn't have any gas in it. If you want to fuel this thing up, you got to be a, a, a cop like your grandfather was. He was a space cop, and he <laughs> drove around in space and arrested people doing bad shit. And he's, oh, yeah, I can do that. So he starts, you know, going out and arresting people, and right away they're, like, calling him, you fucking, you're evil, you're totalitarian, you're destroying the galaxy, you're, you know, corrupt, all this crap. And he's just like, hmm, that's weird. Let's take this guy to jail. And it's like, for one second, can you not just stop and go, wait a minute, what if Grandpa was a space Nazi? <laughs> and he just keeps going and arresting people. No, no thought whatsoever. Grandpa's a space Nazi. And that was my first thought. It was like, oh boy, if somebody was telling that to me, I'd just be like, hey, did I take the right job here? Or, you know, the, I just found out aliens existed two days ago. Yeah. And now I'm out arresting them for reasons that are, uh, you know, this other fucking aliens telling me to arrest them. I, I'm getting paid in money that I didn't even know existed a couple days ago. But yeah, yeah I'm doing the right thing. It's the it's the uh, opposite or the you know the yin to the yang of uh, men in black. It's the men in white. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Men in wait. What was the what was who made the what was the designer that that made all, men in Hugo Boss? <laughs> <laughs> they had great uniforms. Nobody can deny it. Fa fashion uh fashion is can never be racist right no of course not <laughs> well i mean unless it's on somebody like donald trump then clearly <laughs> that suit company should have stopped selling those suits to him i mean do they not know that he's uh, basically hitler i mean come on what are you doing here guys those suits. I'm How about that that hairspray? No more orange hairspray for you, buddy. <laughs> no more tanning lotion. I'm surprised he doesn't yeah, drive yeah. a Volkswagen. Dude, that if you really wanted to take out Trump, all you would have to do is shut down his spray tanner. Because <laughs> then he would you wouldn't be able to see him. All, white all the all the light yeah. would just reflect off of him. He'd just blind. Yeah. <laughs> and then you couldn't call him Orange Man anymore. What would you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. fucking Democrats, man. These people are nuts. Speaking of uh, nuts Democrats, this will be our last video for the night. We'll just fucking call it an early show. Here's Will Ferrell. You know, pretty funny guy, right? <laughs> the entertainment world. Isn't it? Isn't it just time? Isn't it just time for I women love to Top run Gun the music. planet? I, I mean... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not just trying to placate you, I swear. But what a I don't know what else to do because we, men, uh, we've been running the show since, what, 10,000 BC? Something like that. And we're not doing so good. So, please, can you guys just take over? Forget about the You guys? Can you yeah. guys just take you over? Guys. You guys. Oh, jeez. I, I, oh, that's beautiful. I didn't yeah. even notice. He was that. talking to Big Mike. Another fucking, <laughs> another gold star for you. Yeah, man. It's it's so funny. I, this has been going. It's 
like you would think that this is new. Of course not. Like this happened after World War II. All the fucking women, are, you know, these men are destroying the planet. We got to have feminism. And oh, feminism's just worked out so fucking great. I bet Will Ferrell's like grandkids are in the middle of chopping their dicks and tits off right now. <laughs> Good job, feminists. You're winning. You're doing great mutilating people you remember when like we were young and plastic surgery was like anti-feminist it's like you don't have to change your body in order to be beautiful yeah like that's just you know corporate uh what corporate uh the the jesus christ patriarchy that's the patriarchy forcing you into destroying your body yeah but now it's if you don't give them plastic surgery they're gonna kill themselves so we gotta chop their dicks and tits off yeah, dude, honestly, I think I'm more of a feminist than... <laughs> I dated a feminist once. I didn't know what a feminist was. She was hot. Ooh, she was hot. I was. I, I, yeah. It was like just when I got sober, so I was like, I don't know, like 28, 20, like, yeah. 26, something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I love the pussy. Yeah, dude. Oh, did she just turned 21? Fucking toit. Toit. Mm. Anyways, I learned what a feminist was like while I was dating her because it was, dude, she was a badass though. She did like slam. We were like in, in San Francisco one night and we were just like walking around, me and like her and a bunch of other like people that we knew. And there was just like poetry circle, like slam poetry. And she just goes up and does it. And I was like, holy shit, that was fucking rad. And it was, it was fucking cool. Yeah. But then there was some other weird shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You notice weird things, and and to somebody who doesn't know what's going on, you go, wait a minute, that's kind of weird. Like, <laughs> I don't know about that. Like, it's like, hmm. But she's hot, so what are you going to say? You just go, yeah, you know, women lifeguards are just as good as men, you know? She hey, was man. bitching one day because she was a lifeguard, and she was like, this guy pushed me out of the way because this, you know, he wanted to get there first, and I'm like, well... You probably had a reason for pushing you out of the way. Maybe probably you couldn't you weren't drag moving? a 200-pound man up onto the shore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I, I kind of, right. you know, as long as, the, as long as the women would guarantee me, you know, food and a roof over my head and, uh, and beer and, you know, just uh, top-tier top uh, internet, I'd say go ahead. Let, let's, let's see what happens. Kite. <laughs> All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. We're out of here. Have a good Keep night. Keep the change, you filthy animals. Yeah.